This is Jackson Peterson, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Humboldt, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good afternoon, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Whitney Pittenham at the Prairie Grains Conference. We have Sierra Doctor on the road in Bismarck today and Randy Coonan, of course, in studio. First, the news, Minnesota is looking at a $17 billion budget surplus. State Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson joined us at the Prairie Grains Conference. We asked about that surplus and its impact on agriculture. You know, it's really interesting. So the ag budget in the state, I always tell people, is less than one-half of 1% of the state's budget. So I'm kind of in there scrapping to see, like, what we can do. There's things that we want to do, uh, trade promotion for this area, uh, research. Um, uh, avian influenza, animal disease preparedness are really top issues, meat processing. So I, we're looking at a lot of big one-time investments uh, for the state. And so we're excited uh, that we'll have a strong egg package and, you know, not really looking at cuts and things like that. So, But we want to make smart investments. And then also I think property tax relief is something that we think is important for farmers. News broke this week about Epitome Energy moving the site of its proposed soybean crush plant from Crookston to Grand Forks. Yeah, you know, it's really uh, disappointing for Minnesota. I think we obviously don't want to lose businesses. Uh, to uh, We want them here in Minnesota because it's uh, helpful for tax base and other things. Uh, you know, I, as the Ag Commissioner, the one thing I worked really hard to get uh, that, I, you know, we, we provided over a million dollar grants uh, in a, in another extra planning grant that we made available to try to help that along. I think the permitting process something we're always looking at in Minnesota. Um, you know, the, the air permit would have been approved, my understanding, was February 1st. So, you know, just trying to see on the delays on that is uh, unfortunate. Ultimately, I wish Dennis well and hope that it gets built because, you know, it does help uh, provide, uh, you know, opportunities for farmers up in this region. We just wish it would have been built in Crookston's. With more from the Prairie Grains Conference, here's Whitney Pittman. Thanks, Don. International wheat markets have seen a lot of movement as headlines keep everyone alert. U.S. Wheat Associates Chair Rhonda Larson of East Grand Forks, Minnesota, says she has been on the move around the world to make sure relationships with international customers are on track. In Zanzibar and in Egypt, uh, their concern is the Black Sea because, as we all know, that's a big issue and has been for almost a year now. And so they wanted to know if the wheat is cut off, can they source from the U.S.? And of course they can source from the U.S. The problem is a little bit, they like cheaper wheat than we do, and so it's really hard for us to be able to sell to them. Uh, you know, we can do it, but price is always an issue, as with everything. Larson says they're also finally able to celebrate their 60-year-long relationship with Manila now that in-person visits are taking place. To Manila, um, that was uh, actually a 60th anniversary celebration. We've been doing business with Manila for actually 61 years. We didn't get to celebrate it last year. So we celebrated that relationship, and that was a fun thing. I mean, there's millers there that use 100% U.S. wheat, and they want to put that on their bag, and they're very proud of it. And then Peru was also a millers conference where we sell wheat, and we meet with the millers and just touch base with them and make sure that they know that we're, we appreciate them and their business. But it, it was nice for us to go and 
shake hands with everyone and see everyone in person again. From the Prairie Grains Conference in Grand Forks, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Wheat research plans for 2023 focusing on gathering uh, more Research and Promotion Council Vice President of Research Melissa Carlson says they'll be doing some new trials this year as well. Yeah, so we're going to repeat all the trials that we did this year. We're going to do next year. So we, we're looking at foliar copper. Um, we're also testing um, polyhalite, which is kind of a potassium sulfur kind of uh, fertilizer. And then also continuing on with a couple of cover crop projects. Uh, a new thing that we're going to try next year is also get looking at some biologicals. I think we have a few ideas um, that we're going to work with with some companies and maybe do some stuff um, kind of within the on-farm network too of looking at biologicals and seeing how we can start exploring the world of soil biology and that aspect of soil health. And Carlson's excited to see young attendees at this year's Prairie Grains Conference. We have some NCTC students come to the Prairie Grains Conference every year, I think as part of their program. Um, and so having younger growers, upcoming growers, um, I just hope that they're able to take away some of the new management practices that are out there, uh, maybe some new things to try that are different than how they're doing it on their farm. Just trying to learn their ideas from their neighbors and their friends and their peers and hopefully also gathering different ideas from the older generation so that the, the older generation can kind of be mentoring the younger folks, not just within the family, but also as a, kind of as a community also. Work has been ongoing on the farm bill discussions for Minnesota Senator Tina Smith. Smith says oversight hearings continue for the Senate Ag Committee. This past week we held a great bipartisan hearing looking at the research and education um, part of the farm bill and the work at the USDA and it was really helpful in showing how important the farm bill is to supporting um, ag research. Smith says ag research has big benefits for the upper Midwest. Whether it is support for um, land-grant universities or um, education support for the extension programs or great efforts like we have at the University of Minnesota Morris um, where we have um, um, agricultural research service facility there looking at um, uh, research on new soil conservation technologies. So uh, it was helpful to see how deep the importance is of research, including economic research, and how we need to be supporting that in the Farm Bill. Well, soybeans were the big surprise in today's export sales report. Bauer trading market analyst Ben Cash says demand for soybeans and soybean products remains strong. Really good number, 1.7. Um, very strong number. Uh, I guess the performance in the beans, uh, a little disappointing. They are bull spreading them, but uh, we did fade off the highs. And then we also got a daily sale, um, I think over 800,000 combined. So. Very strong numbers. China uh, getting some bookings, it looks like, ahead of this crop report. And cash says fund managers also appear to be in kind of a end-of-the-year liquidation mode. If you're looking at a lot of these charts, some damage has been done uh, technically, and uh, some of these markets are, uh, you know, at uh, multi-year lows, multi-month lows now, too. So, uh, once again, it just seems like we are seeing a lot of liquidation into year-end uh, across a lot of commodity markets. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. 
North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer not expecting a whole lot out of this lame duck session of Congress. Kramer says a one-week continuing resolution is already in the cards by the lack of movement from the House. My sense is there's enough anxiety and concern about the spending situation that um, if we don't get a continuing resolution or we don't get an omnibus done by my Christmas Eve, it's possible that we would come back the following week and try to get it done before the end of the year. But with Republicans taking over control of the House of Representatives in the next Congress, uh, there are a lot of people pushing for a, a continuing resolution into next year and then taking up the omnibus. And Kramer does have concerns with an omnibus bill. The first concern is that we find ourselves here, that we, once again, the appropriations process did not function the entire year of 2022. There were no hearings, there were no omnibus or any uh, appropriations bills for any of the 12. Um, this was a function of, of just leadership not getting it done. Pat Leahy, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, um, you know, holds that responsibility, and they didn't have any, have any hearings and, and any legislation. During this week's Senate Ag Committee hearing on research, North Dakota Senator John Hoven outlined the importance of research to rural America. Hoven invited USDA Undersecretary Shavonda Jacobs-Young to see the research being done at Grand Farm and North Dakota State University. We started a concept at North Dakota State University, it's, it's the, called Grand Farm, and it's actually a public-private partnership where they've actually uh, set up a cooperative agreement with USDA, uh, with ARS specifically, to do um, research on precision ag, and they've acquired land, and the theory actually is that they're going to have a fully automated farm. Now, you know, I mean, self-propelled vehicles and the whole nine years. Now, it won't be just like unmanned aircraft aren't unmanned, right? There's a pilot. He's just on the ground, not in the aircraft. But it, it involves all these things. And so first, I want uh, to invite you to come out and see it. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor on the road in Bismarck. I'm here with North Dakota Water Users Association President Dave Lang. Dave, we're at the Joint Water Convention and Irrigation Workshop here in Bismarck. Uh, that's actually started on, on Tuesday. What has been some highlights so far? And give us a, a glimpse of what's going to happen for the rest of the convention. Well, I, I think some of the highlights has been protecting the Missouri River. North Dakota's right to the water of the Missouri River because they're talking of taking a pipeline and taking water to Denver and we need to protect our our source that we don't lose lose our water entity you know that all the water goes down downstream and we don't get our use first so it's it's a it's a, a tight, tough thing to deal with but that's been one of the one of the topics is the, the Missouri River and different uh, egg entities, the ethanol plants, the potato plant, and they're using the water and, and for their produce, their product, and selling it to the customer, and it has to be the perfect, you know, product. They, people downstream, or you might say the consumer wants everything just right, you know, and it's got, and so they have to make sure they're doing that at their plants. And, you know, drought is still a very real topic in North Dakota. What's an update in, in some of the water usage you'd like in North Dakota? Well, the last couple of weeks we've been some snow, so it makes a little bit, looks a little better. But as far as the usage, I don't think it's really been affecting too much, you know, the use of water from from our aquifers and from our, our sources so far. You know, the Missouri is pretty good, and a lot of the 
lot of the water systems take water out of the Missouri. And they're talking about, you know, and they're working on taking water from Missouri to the Red River Valley. And that project is in, you know, in ongoing right now. And how they're going to do it is still some questions. Thanks, Dave. Once again, that was North Dakota Water Users Association President Dave Lang here joining us in Bismarck, North Dakota. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Well, the National Weather Service updating its ENSO outlook uh, this morning, suggesting La Nina will continue into winter, but uh, neutral ENSO conditions are a probability for late winter and on into early spring. Don't forget, you can go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com, and sign up for the weekly FarmNet News e-newsletter. You can also download this broadcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well, all available at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Precision Planting and FMC are hosting the Planting Solutions Academy today in West Fargo. Focus is on at-plant solutions for corn. FMC Regional Technical Manager Gail Stratman says the benefit of the Zyway fungicide goes beyond disease control. We're seeing, um, you know, positive responses around root growth, which in, in itself isn't as, as um, you know, doesn't, you think about it, isn't a real huge um, deal. But, but what we're seeing from that is and then being able to document is increases in uh, in the plant's ability to handle stress and and water uh, water use efficiency, water conductivity in the plant, chlorophyll production, um, as well as uh, stock and and crown disease uh, control as well. Stratman is seeing more interest in the use of fungicides in corn. We're, we're seeing you know the benefits of. of Standability, uh, especially as we get late into the fall, um, and then we get into certain environments where those um, stalk rot diseases and crown rot diseases really start to to, uh, to stress and, and put cause issues with uh, with corn standing through that fall season to be able to get it harvested and get it in the in the grain bin um, at times. That's really where um, you know some of these these fungicide treatments have shown some benefit, especially for those growers in that in that northern plains environment. And checking markets before we leave you this afternoon, March wheat Minneapolis four and a half cents higher. Chicago March wheat's down four. Kansas City March wheat down seven cents. March corn's a penny higher, and uh, January soybeans trading thirteen cents higher. Canola in uh, Winnipeg January contract nine ninety a metric ton higher. December live cattle up 50 cents. January feeder cattle $2.67 higher. December lean hogs are down 55 cents. Dow Jones Industrial Average currently trading 205 points higher. That's at 33,803. Uh, January crude oil uh, right now six cents a barrel higher. We're at $72.07. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.